Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Hannah Hooker. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Anyway, how are you all? Beautiful. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you very much. Have you all had a nice weekend? Have you enjoyed the rain that just won't stop? Sorry, it's just not even enough to be like a rainstorm. It's just like a drizzle that makes your hair fluffy. And like you get cold and wet, right? But that's okay. Hey, we had a beautiful weeks of sunshine and it will come back, right? Okay, so for those of you who don't know me or um, haven't had the pleasure of meeting me, um, <laughs> my name is Hannah and I am part of the team here at Equippers Dunedin um, and I am a part-time hairdresser, a full-time mum, full-time wife, a lover of God, a lover of his house, a lover of coffee and sparkling water. Two of my most favourite things. I don't need fizzy drink, just sparkling water. About three or four ice cubes and it's like the best. All right. And I've got the privilege today of um, coming to talk to you and coming to share. And I'm really excited and and filled with anticipation for what God wants to say or what God wants to do. Um, But before we do, because I've got the microphone, you know, that's right, I'm being honourable. Today's my wedding anniversary. Woo! Um, And I'm married to uh, this... This man on the front row who's partaking in Movember, so has a goatee, which I do not, I'm not in support of. I'm in support of Movember, but I'm not in support of the goatee. Um, But I thought I'd show you some photos. Do you guys want to see some photos? Just because it's fun, adds a a new dimension. So team, if you can pop up the first one, that'd be great. I did this at home with a clicker. Look at that. What a babe, right? So that is um, 13 years ago, fresh-faced and young, maybe a little bit naive, you know, living the dream. No, it was great. Um, and you fast-forward 13 years, and this is what you get, right? So you're 13 years, ta-da! Oh, look! A few more wrinkles, two more gray hair, two little girls in tow, um, and that's my beautiful family, and we're celebrating 13 years married, um, which for me and my family is a miracle. Um, so I'm thankful that the chain is broken here, and we're having a great time, Mr. Hooker. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but I just thought that'd be a bit of fun, eh? You know? Um, so this morning, I want to talk about something that I believe is our inheritance. Um, I want to talk about something that I believe is a gift that Jesus left with us, that is accessible, that is available, and it is ours for the taking. Something that we get the privilege to walk with day to day. Sometimes we need to fight for it. Sometimes we need to look for it. But it's always there, and it's always worth leaning into and fighting for. I want to talk this morning about our portion of peace. I know, good, eh? And it just seems fitting, you know? Jesus, the Prince of Peace, it's nearly Christmas, which is also like my favorite time of year. Um, But the Bible tells us in Isaiah 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Today, I want to remind us that this Jesus we talk about, this Jesus we come into church to to worship, to exalt, to lift up, to have relationship with, that yes, he is definitely a wonderful counselor. He is also the almighty God, and he is the everlasting father. He's also the hope of the world. He's our savior. He is mighty, and he is sovereign. He is all-knowing, and he is our victory, but he is also the prince of peace. And that peace is our portion, and that peace is our inheritance. So this morning, I want to talk about peace. 
I want to walk with peace. I want to know peace. In a world that can sometimes be crazy, we all need peace, right? We need to be carriers of peace. Peace is our portion and it's our inheritance. And this morning, I want to talk about the peace that surpasses all understanding, the peace that is sometimes unexplainable in the face of trial. I want to talk about the peace that is ours to walk with, to carry, to be embraced by. I want to talk about peace being our portion. And I am filled with anticipation because I know this morning we're all going to leave here with a new level of peace. So I'm going to pray first and foremost because I think that's a good thing to do. So mighty God, I thank you for who you are. Lord, I thank you for your word that is sharper than a double-edged sword. Mighty God, we've already acknowledged you and honored you, but again, we welcome you in. And Holy Spirit, we pray from the left to the front, from the right to the back, that Lord, you would minister to every heart. Lord God, would you have your way? This is your church. These are your people. Lord, extend our faith, grow our hearts, draw us closer. It's all about you, Lord. It always has been and always will be. Have your way, mighty God. And everyone said, amen. Amen. All right, good. So um, it's all good for me to get up and say, yeah, we're going to talk about peace, right? I don't know about you, but whenever I tend to preach, like I've not really had a very peaceful week. Anyone else not had a peaceful week? Okay, great. So I've not really had a peaceful week. And I'm just laughing at God thinking, okay, so you want me to get up here and talk about peace being our portion. And I've not had a peaceful week. Maybe Monday was peaceful, but then after that was not peaceful. Um, And so I was having this chat with God about, yeah, okay, I want to get up and I want to talk about peace. And, you know, I live by the principle that if you can't walk in authority in it, you can't preach about it. You know, so I had to fight for peace this morning because I know that God wants to do something significant. And so while me and God were chatting and I was like, okay, I will talk about peace, not a problem. But how do I carry peace when things are not feeling peaceful? How do I remain peaceful when my back is against the wall and I'm feeling cornered? Okay, where's this peace you're talking about, Hannah? You know, whatever. How do I feel peace in the madness of the world sometimes? How do I maintain it and carry it and own it and feel it and let it be my default? Lucky for all of us, me and God had some great chats. Um, And I've got some very practical tips this morning that hopefully will really help us to be people of peace because peace is our portion. You know, it's our inheritance. It's a gift from God, and we don't need to live. I mean, I acknowledge life can be crazy sometimes, but actually peace is our portion. It's ours for the taking. Um, So the first point, also I made some slides. Have you guys, aren't they beautiful? Ta-da. Yeah, I was very proud of myself because normally when I preach, I forget to send my scriptures. Then I send my whole sermon, and they're all like, Hannah, what version is it? I'm like, I can't remember. Um, but this time, they're all on the screen for your enjoyment. And the production team is well organized because I made them succeed because I was organized also. All right. So firstly, how do we know that peace is our portion and maintain peace? We fix our thoughts. Oh, I know. Tricky, eh? Isaiah 26 verse 3 says this. You will keep, not maybe I will keep. You will, you will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. This scripture says that God will keep in perfect peace. It's not a will you maybe, God. Perhaps you will keep in perfect peace. No, he will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are fixed on him. So the question I often ask myself, Hannah, where are your thoughts? Where is your mind? 
What are you thinking about? In the day-to-day of life, where are our thoughts? What are our minds fixed on? And the stresses that come, because they will come, where are our minds? Are they fixed on the lack? Are they fixed on the worries? Are they fixed on the shortcomings? Are they fixed on the disappointment? If we were, take, if we were to take an inventory, inventory of our thought life right now, would it lead to the goodness, to the grace, and the truth of the Word of God? Would it lead to His promises? Because the Word says that He will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are fixed on Him. I acknowledge that stuff happens. Struggle happens, pain happens, disappointment happens. And while I believe, yes, we can respond at times with panic, stress, responsive hurt, all of that is valid. I'm not saying be superhumans, okay? Feelings are real. It's okay, you're allowed to feel them. But then what I want to ask you is once we've felt them, can we be brave enough to make a bold decision and fix our mind and our thoughts on the promises of God? Can we be bold enough to allow our minds to focus on the person that is Jesus, whose promises are yes and amen? Can we train ourselves to fix our eyes on the God who promises to turn that which is bad into good? Can we fix our eyes on a God who's not finished yet? You know, he's not finished. He's still working. He's still moving. We might be waiting for a promise. You know, I think... Man, my, I may have shared this before, but my nana was a, um, a wonderful Christian woman, and she prayed for me every single day of her life while I was off having a uh, not holy life and living my life, trying to find my own way. And she prayed for me every night before bed, every night. And he had a photo of me under her like, mattress, you know? She put her grandkids under to pray, pulled them out every night. I pray, I declare. She died without knowing the fact that I now know Jesus. You know what? And I think to myself, man, nana, how'd you do it? And I reckon she fixed her thoughts and she fixed her mind on the promises of God. When we find ourselves in a place of even if God, even if you don't do X, Y, and Z, I'm still going to choose to keep my mind and my thoughts on your truth. And if we can do that, I know we can somehow experience the supernatural, unexplainable peace. And it takes work and it takes effort. You're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and be, great, I'm going to think of Jesus all day long and not have a bad day. No, you have to fight for it sometimes. I have learned that life will not always be smooth sailing. There are valleys and there are mountains. We, we find ourselves trying to climb up but haven't quite got there. You know, there is no guarantee that things will be easy, but there is a guarantee and a promise of peace in every season if we would fix our eyes on Emmanuel God is with us. So as the word says, you will keep in perfect and constant peace. The mind is a powerful place. It's a battlefield. If we are not disciplined in keeping our thoughts in check, if we aren't disciplined of not having a sleepover in Pity City, like who's visited Pity City? I visit it regularly. I used to, um, back in when I lived in Wellington, I had this big round seat. It was like, super comfy, but it was also my Pity City seat. You know, so if I was like, I just would go recline in this ginormous seat and hang out in Pity City. But the word says you will keep in perfect peace those whose mind is fixed on you. So yes, go to Pity City, but leave again. Don't stay there. Don't camp out there. You know, we've been um, over in Kids Church. I serve in Kids Church, which is funny and very loud. Very, very, very loud. But we love it. I um, mean, we've been doing a series called Run to Win. All right, and we've been talking to our young people about what it takes to run this race that God has laid out before us. 
So how do we run it? How do we keep our, you know, how do we, they talked about potholes. I was almost going to show the video in here, but I'm like, mm, I think like seven, eight, and nine-year-olds find it funny. No, not adults will. But, you know, they talked about like potholes and how you get caught up in a pothole and it's hard and how do you get out of the pothole. And we talked about running this race. And in the final installment, the final week, we talked about how you run the race well by keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. You run the race well by, yes, you're in a pothole, but actually, God, I can get out of here if I fix my eyes on you. If I choose to lift my mind to you, if I choose to, okay, God is good, God is faithful, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna follow you and I'm gonna get out of the pothole and fix my eyes on you. Not worrying about anyone else, staying in your own lane, doing your own thing. I like to say to my girls at the time, eyes up, sweetheart. You know, when they're like, ooh, eyes up, eyes up, eyes up, eyes up eyes up, fix our mind on Him above, all right? When we walk through the valley and our eyes are fixed on God, His Word and His way, we'll still walk through the valley, but we will have peace. We'll have peace in the storm. We'll have peace in the valley. Can I say eyes up? Eyes up, thoughts up. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. You know, He will keep in perfect peace those whose eyes are fixed on Him. Got it? Number two, His peace He has left us. I love a present. Who loves a present? For FYI, uh, my husband nailed it with the uh, wedding anniversary presents this year. Well done, well done, honey. All right, John 14 verse 27 says this, peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you the courage and the strength for every challenge. My peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give to you. His peace, the peace that is our portion, our inheritance, it has been given to us. And while it has been given to us, we sometimes need to pursue it. We sometimes need to look for it. We sometimes need to fight for it. I have learned that I cannot passively sit and wait for peace to come and fall into my lap. You know, sometimes I've got to go on a treasure hunt to find it. The peace of God is there and it's good, but we need to go and we need to find it sometimes. He, his peace he leaves with us is a gift. We simply have to open it um, and receive it. Now, the reason I mentioned that my husband nailed the wedding anniversary gifts is because gifts is my primary love language, also known as high maintenance. Um, anyway, and so <laughs> this really resonated with me, you know, like this gift, this gift that God has given us of the peace that surpasses all understanding. It is ours to take, it is ours to receive. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to be like, oh God, please. Like it's given to us. You know, and I don't know if you've ever had a gift that you really love. You know, like you just like that, you just you love it, right? You love it, but then you lose it. Has it ever happened to anybody? No. Yes. Okay. Great. I, I've lost many gifts, and I've been like, man, where is it? And I hunt for it. I hunt for it because I love it. I hunt for it because I want to know where it is. I hunt for it because I've become attached to the gift and I like it and it's meaningful and I hunt for it. And peace is the same. Do we go hunting for it? Do we go looking for it? Okay, God, where do we? I'm not leaving until I find your peace. You know, and while I was, um, I was rehearsing this so that I didn't waffle and I didn't talk fast. And I thought, man, I, what have you ever lost your phone or your car keys or your wallet? Do we not go on a mad hunt to find the phone, to find the keys and to find the wallet? 
okay? Can we be that hungry for the peace of God? Can we be that desperate to know and to carry and to encounter the peace of God? Like when I lose my phone, I'm like, oh, where's my phone? I lose it all the time. Where have I put it? What have I done? And I'm hunting for it. And I just felt God say, man, would you be that desperate to find my peace? Would you be that desperate? Okay, God, I'm coming for it. And so how do we find it? I know that we like, we like practical. Do you like practical? So how do we find his peace, right? So again, I'm like, I, I love a sermon where I get inspired, but then I want to know what to do. I'm like, great, now what do I do? Yes, I want to find peace and go hunting for it, but how do I do it? Do I just like look under the couch? Do I just open my Bible? Like, what do I do to find peace? And so I've got a couple of points. The first one is know the source. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Knowing Him means you know the source, means you know peace. Knowing His character means you can rest in Him and lean on Him. Secondly, let go of control. I know, what I what um, You know, uh, God's way is always best even if it's painful. And it actually also doesn't always make sense, right? I don't, I don't, uh, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But let go of control and trust God and know that He's got your best interest at heart. He's not going to set you up for failure. He's not going to set you up to look like a fool, you know. Let it go of control. Trust God. Circumstances that come may seem outrageous, but trust that God has a plan. And His plan for good are for those who love Him. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. Acknowledge Him daily and take Him everywhere with you. You know, I remember once um, Pastor Wayne Huirua shared this message about how he gets out of bed every day and he gets on his knees and he says, okay, God, let me see how you see today and hear how you hear today. And I was like, oh, I'm going to give it a go, you know, going to give it a go. So every morning I would get out of bed, okay, God, let me see as you would see and let me hear as you would see. And you know what? It's a simple act, but it was significant in the way that I viewed the world and the way that I heard the world. And I just felt like God was with me every day. Like before we hit the ground running, do we scroll Facebook? Do we scroll Instagram? Just preaching to myself here. You know, or do we say, actually, God, today, today, let me see as you see. Let me hear as you hear. I want to do your will today. Take him with you. Obey. Sometimes obedience is painful. You know, I don't know why God tells me to pick up trash, but he does, right? It's so annoying. I just, but I know that if I just get the nudge, you know, I like, pick it up and put it in the bin. And I'm like, ugh, I don't want to touch rubbish. And then I don't, right? And I just keep walking. I just get this niggle. The piece is not there because I've been disobedient. And it's just picking up a piece of trash. You know, maybe God's asking bigger things of us. And let's obey God. And we obey God, we have peace. Be active in our prayer and devotional life. Be hungry to hear from God. This is not enough to rock up on a Sunday. It was beautiful and I love church. But if this is the only time that I'm plugging into Jesus... It's not enough. I can't access peace. I can't hunt for peace because my tank runs out on Monday and Tuesday. And by Wednesday, I'm like, ah, I need to go back to church. You've got another five days to wait, people. <laughs> you know, so man, get in the Word, pray. And you know, sometimes I pray and I don't even know what to pray. I'm like, God, I don't even know at the moment. I'm feeling so overwhelmed at all I can muster up. God, you are good. God, you are good. You will make a way. I trust you. And I can repeat that over and over again, but it's still connection with God. So be hungry, be in the Word, pray, talk to God. We find peace by learning to laugh. Is anyone here way too serious? <laughs> I'm like way too serious. I am, um, yeah, I'm getting better though. I am getting better. But you know, like learn to laugh. I reckon God gave us laughter and joy. 
I don't think he wants to, has to walk around serious all the time. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to have fun. You'll find peace in the laughter. You'll find peace in the fun. Guard your heart. You know, and I can't remember where I've heard this phrase, but I've heard it. And if it costs you your peace, it is too expensive. So when you are walking or when you are taught, when you're having conversation and suddenly your peace gets a bit off kilter, guard your heart, stop. If you're watching television and suddenly you're like, oh, it's going to cost me my peace, turn it off. You know, whatever you, if it's, it's going to cost you your peace, it's too expensive. Guard your heart. Out of it flows the wellspring of life. We need it guarded and protected and looked after. And then secondly, we need to be, a, secondly, thirdly, fourthly, whatever number, be aware of his nearness. Pastor Bruce Monk says, um, and I'm sure there's more to it, but I'm always captured by God in the air that I breathe. I choose to stop and become aware of your nearness. He never leaves us. He's always with us. It's whether we choose to tune in, lean on, listen to. Um, I went to Bible college 15 years ago. I know, right? I was, um, and I'd been saved for about, or oh, maybe like six and a half months, seven months, and went to Bible college. Bold move, but the best move ever. Um, and I went to Bible college, and I think, I think we were doing a paper called Prayer and Spiritual Warfare. Don't quote me on it, but I think that's what we were doing. And um, I think Pastor Jill Smith was her name at the time. And she, I remember her, we were in the class, and she said, right, I want you guys to find Jesus. And I was like, what? How do you find Jesus? I want you to close. I just was like, this is weird. She's like, I want you to find Jesus. I want you to locate him for yourself. And I'm like, I, I don't know how to do that. She says, right, all you need to do is close your eyes. So we're all closing our eyes. And um, I went to Bible college, not only with Pastor Will, but also a, guy, a young man called Takia. And I remember we were sitting there, and um, he said, oh, I found Jesus. He's on a skateboard and he's right in front of me and he's there and he wants to go skating. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's cool, you know, because there's no, there's no right or wrong. And so for Takia, there was Jesus on a skateboard wanting to hang out. And I was like, right, I can do this. I'm going to locate Jesus. Where is he? I remember closing my eyes and I can still do it to this day. And I close my eyes and I see this picture and um, I'm in a tutu. I didn't have tutus when I was little, so I think maybe I felt deprived. But there I am as a little girl, and I'm just twirling in my tutu. I'm hanging out, twirling, twirling, twirling. I've got no rhythm, so that's also quite humorous. Um, you know, but I'm twirling, and I can see these giant feet, right? There's these big feet in front of me, and um, me and God have figured out, that's him. He's just sitting. And then over on the sideline is Jesus, and he's just watching. And he's saying, just twirl, just dance through life, just twirl, carry it light. There I am, I'm with you. And I'm twirling, 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 twirling. And so, man, we know peace by knowing how to locate Jesus. Maybe he's on a skateboard. Maybe he's on the sideline. Maybe you're on a swing. I don't know. Maybe you're at having a cup of coffee. But, man, learn to locate Jesus because that's how we find peace. God, where are you, Jesus? I need you now. I need your peace. And I can close my eyes, and there I am twirling. And there he is on the sideline, chilling out in a tracksuit. And I just feel immense peace immediately. You know, so find Jesus. And however it looks for you, it's not wrong. You know, if that's Jesus for you, then, man, locate him. Okay, God, I need your peace. You know, sometimes, and I forget about it, and then I write a sermon like this, and I'm like, oh, that's right. I just have to close my eyes, and there you are. And suddenly, the peace that surpasses all understanding floods me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. So we find peace by learning to locate Jesus and knowing that he's near. So where is he for you? Stop, and in the air that you breathe, can you see him? Can you feel him? 
Maybe you don't feel, maybe you don't see, maybe you just know. But he's there. So that's how I, some keys for you to try at home. Um, and then the third way I believe we carry peace as our portion is um, prayer and praise equal peace. And I know that I talk about praise all the time. I bang on it like a drum. But you know what? It's, it's real and it's good. All right. And so um, are we here we go. Look, Philippians 4, 4 to 9 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your righteousness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Worry about nothing. Bold statement, right? Bold statement. But pray about everything. Pray about everything. And I love how it starts off, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Prayer and praise equal peace. And some nice questions I like to ask myself. Uh, before you talk about it, have you prayed about it? Oh, oh, I know. I'm not very good at it, but I'm training myself. You know, before you talk about it, have you prayed about it? Before you've whinged about it, I'm a whinger, have you prayed about it? Before you count your lack, have you thanked God for what you have? You know, before we start moaning about how bad life is, have we taken stock? Actually, I'm fixing my mind. You know, when I'm remembering God, this is what I've seen you do. This is what I know you can do. These are the promises I've seen you break through again and again and again. You know, I know you've given me peace. I'm going to hunt for it. I'm going to thank you for it, God. And then I'm going to pray. Can we keep our soul, our thoughts and our emotions in check? Do we let our emotions go overboard? Yes, I do. Um, you know, you cannot find peace in the panic. Or you just can't. I, you can't find peace in the panic. What we have to learn to do is to be still. Um, I lived in Wellington for, I think, about two and a half, two and a half years, maybe two years, I'm not really sure. Um, so from 2018 to 2020, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, I had a... Um, wasn't, it wasn't a great season. For me, it was a really tough season, and it was a, um, quite a difficult one, really. But I remember I lived in Wellington. Aaron worked lots. That was fine. And we'd moved down thinking we'd see X, Y, and Z. And um, it was actually just a whole lot harder than I anticipated it being. Anyone ever been there? Step out in faith, and then you're like, oh, my gosh, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, and I remember Emerson, bless her little heart, she probably cried for about the first eight months of her life, like I don't even know, like 20 hours a day. Um, and I'd moved to Wellington and I didn't have a lot of sleep and I was feeling very overwhelmed. And I remember one day, it was a Wednesday, and I was at home and Emerson was crying and I was like, I've got no friends, oh, I'm having a really not a great time. And I went to the laundry because the laundry was outside and then I couldn't hear Emerson crying. She was safe, okay, she was safe, she was in her bed. And I was going to the laundry and I just remember getting down on the floor and leaning against the washing machine and being like, God, man, this is just like too much. This is too much. And my heart was racing. My thoughts were racing. I was feeling anxious. I was feeling agitated. I was feeling angry. Like I was like, do I get in my car? Do I drive away? Like, what do I do, God? This God, what do I do? What do I do? Like I'm crying. There's snot bubbles. There's tears. I'm wiping on my T-shirt because I didn't bring a tissue. You know, like it's a bad state in the washing machine in the laundry. You know, and I'm feeling overwhelmed, and I'm feeling anxious, and I'm feeling let down. I'm feeling disappointed. And I'm like, what is going on here? And I remember saying to God, man, you've got to make something out of this mess. That's what I said to him. 
So demanding, eh? Make something out of this mess. And I just was like, man, I need you to intervene, God. Like, I can't do this. I was, I was very I was very emotionally wound up, all right? I was panicking and I was cross. And um, there's a song by Hillsong that's called Be, Be Still. And I, do you, I love it, but I hate it. I love when you're like not great and then God just gives you this reminder. So all year I've been subtly listening to this song that just says, be still and know that the Lord is in control. And I was like, okay, all right. And so amongst this feeling and this emotional mess and these tears, I just stopped. And the song rang in my head and I was like, okay, God, you need to make something out of this mess. I need you to intervene. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get out of this, but God, I thank you that you are good. And I don't feel like you're good, but I'm gonna confess that you are good. And I thank you that you are here. And I thank you that you know what is going to happen. And the only way that I can um, explain what happened is that I felt like all the panic and all the, I don't know what the word is for overwhelm, but all the overwhelming senses of, man, this is all too much, just got like sucked out of the room. like, And then just in the laundry on the cold floor on a rainy day, I just felt this massive encompassing, like a massive balloon of peace. And I just remember sitting there thinking, okay, yeah, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. And I probably stayed there for like another 10 minutes. And then I got up, probably texted Aaron about 20 times in between. I got up, Emerson had gone back to sleep. So I made myself a coffee and I just sat on the couch in my balloon of peace and me and God had a conversation, but I couldn't find peace in the panic. I couldn't find peace in this. I just had to stop. I just had to stop and to be still and to understand that He is God. When we really be still, we can silence the panic and we can remember who He is. We can remember His promises. We can remember His victories. From that place, we can step into the peace that surpasses all understanding. From that place, we can fix our mind on Jesus Christ. And from that place, we know that God's peace never leaves us and never forsakes us. He has hope and we can breathe. Maybe one of the greatest ways we can find peace and hold on to peace is to stop and to know that he is God and allow his presence to wrap around us. And this morning, I was just like, okay, God, what are we doing? And I decided we're not leaving here until every single one of us has peace. This morning, where there is no peace, I believe God wants to give you peace. Where there's a struggle, you can still struggle, but you can have peace in the struggle. Where do you need to let go and find his wraparound presence? I reckon we're called to be peace carriers and peace dwellers. Psalm 62 says this, I'm standing in absolute stillness, silence before the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for him to rescue me. Only God is my saviour and he will not fail me. For he alone is my safe place. His wraparound presence always protects me as my champion and my defender. There's no risk or failure with God, so why would I let worry paralyze me? Even when troubles multiply around me, God's glory is all around me. His wraparound presence is all that I need. For the Lord is my savior, my hero, and my life-giving strength. Peace is our portion. And this morning, would you let his presence wrap around you? and bring peace to the places that maybe aren't quite so peaceful.
You know, and by no means am I standing here with a microphone and being like, oh, my life's a bed of roses and I'm having a great time. Because you know what? Some stuff's really hard. But when I stop and I be still and I let the presence of God wrap me in and I locate Jesus, I have peace in the storm. I have peace in the battle. I have peace in the questions. I have peace. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.